0: Hello and welcome to the GTR News Brief. It's Wednesday, June the 3rd, and here are a few of the top stories from the world of trade and trade finance this week. A major study on Sudan has uncovered widespread trade misinvoicing in its oil and gold exports. The research, carried out by US think tank Global Financial Integrity, says that the country remains a difficult place to do business. However, despite the precarious economic and political situation, hopes are growing that it could soon open its doors to outside investment. Meanwhile, the African country is reportedly working towards holding multi-party democratic elections in late 2022. Another news, in the past few weeks, Hong Kong has become a focal point in yet another US-China dispute. Its independence from China has made it a global financial and re-export hub, as well as a gateway to trade between the Chinese market and the rest of the world. But after Beijing imposed national security laws on Hong Kong, The US raised questions over Hong Kong's autonomy. President Donald Trump has now responded to China's move and begun the process of removing Hong Kong's special trade status, which may have ramifications for its ability to re-export. And finally, the COVID-19 pandemic is expected to put a major dent in China's commodities imports in 2020, fresh UN research suggests. The estimated value of China's imports are expected to fall by more than $15 billion over the course of the year. This will cause problems for developing markets that are reliant on exporting energy products, ores and grains, the report says. It reads, because China absorbs about one-fifth of world commodities exports, such a drop in its imports would have a dramatic impact on producers of primary goods. Now we take a closer look at a major story from last week. As policymakers pull out all the stops to prevent economic collapse in the face of the COVID 19 pandemic, supporting trade credit insurance to facilitate bank lending has become hugely important. But a collection of industry associations, including ITFA, are warning against a disproportionate focus on ECA guarantees and whole turnover insurers. They say this could risk causing a distortionary effect on the real economy. Earlier on, I spoke to senior reporter Eleanor Ragg, who covered this story.
1: Overall, credit insurance has always been a risk management tool for both exporters and financiers. Um, It protects exporters against non-payment by the customers. It also um, unlocks bank finance and facilitates exporters to get into markets that they'd otherwise find too risky. So for obvious reasons, their market's under quite a bit of pressure at the moment. So it's being called to maintain businesses afloat during lockdowns and support banks to finance trade, even as we're seeing demand and supply around the world being buffeted by shock.
0: And why have governments felt the need to provide support and what have they done?
1: Well, memories are still really fresh of the global financial crisis, right? And COVID-19 is different, obviously. It's not a structural issue. It's a health and societal crisis. But given that, and that said, you know, as the pandemic began to disrupt supply chains around the world, governments started pulling out all the stops to try and avoid it turning into a financial and economic crisis. Um, So to do that, they've thrown their weight behind export credit agencies who are doing things like taking on 100% of the commercial and political risks from exporters and banks who are financing or refinancing export transactions. That's been the case in Poland. Um, In the EU overall, we've seen reworked provisioning requirements. So that's provided more favorable treatment to public guarantees during this crisis. That's on the ECA side. Then on the whole turnover side, so for, you know, Cofas and Eula Hermes, those kind of guys, there's been guarantees put in place by governments to ensure that they can maintain their existing cover commitments. So there's a lot going on.
0: And so, Eleanor, what are private insurers saying about all of this? Are they worried?
1: Well, The thing is that trade relies on um, a whole range of insurance products that all cater to different market requirements. And what has been missing to a large extent um, from all of these initiatives has been a sort of acknowledgement of the importance of all the other products. So things like single risk or, or surety and the different ranges of cover that they bring. The risk here is that that could end up creating gaps in the market. So, you know, if you only support ECAs, then there's a risk that they end up taking over the business that was done before by private credit insurance. So what that could mean is that once the crisis is over, the private market might not be there anymore. And obviously, that's not what we want. Um, Now, that said, there has been some progress. Um, Earlier on this month or last month, rather, um, the UK government said that it would temporarily guarantee business to business transactions that are supported by trade credit insurance. And that's sort of in an attempt to maintain the majority of the insurance coverage across the market. But that's only in the UK. So it's a bit of a drop in the ocean in comparison to the level of support the private insurance market needs globally.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of the GTR News Brief. We'll have more stories from the world of trade and trade finance soon. The music used for this episode was provided by Kevin McLeod with his track Loopster, as well as South London Hi-Fi with their track Sunrise Drive. Thanks for listening.